Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bruz, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast, a dental advice show. I'm Josh Walston. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, I just cracked a nice cold fresca. Let's see if we can get, it, get a listen to this. Oh. <sighs> nice. I just uh, inserted, snapped in a uh, mango-flavored pod into my Juul vape. Oh, okay. Summer, summer's here, buddy. Summer we has arrived. Summer is here. It's Memorial nice. Day. Okay. Which to me is the start of summer. Uh, it's 90 degrees here, probably 70 there, I would guess. Yeah. You know, it's something like that. Today was actually uh, nice and sunny, so I actually did some... I was productive today. I changed my um, headlight, light bulb. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it's been out for two months. <laughs> two months? <laughs> I kept meaning to do something. I'm like, you know, I'm going to get pulled over. And so uh, I, I YouTubed it to see how hard it was. I'm like, oh, that doesn't look too hard. Trust me. It's a f***ing pain in the ass. Uh, yeah, you I, have a German car, right? Yeah, I, you know, I mean, I've, I've done it on all of my other American cars, or when I had a Honda, easy as pie. This yeah. piece of shit took me two and a half hours. Now you got to have took the wheel you off. Like a, yeah, you got to have Ugh. some weird German instrument, probably. Uh, weird the German whole fender off. It was just, geez, I had the whole thing disassembled just for one bulb, but it's done. That's why you pay a dealership to do it. <laughs> No, I'm, well, I was sitting there thinking oh, there was like seven hundred bucks to change this damn thing, and like I think I can do this. What's your time worth, though? That's the thing. That, that's, that was the point. After I'm all done, I'm going. You know what? I'm yeah, worth more than that. Yeah, right. That's exactly right. That's why I don't do any of this stuff. So I, all I do is I leave work, I crack open frescas, and I suck on my mango jewel. That's that was, it. You that's win. All, that's all I got time for. You win. So Memorial Day <laughs> means one thing, Lance. We talked about it last year. Did we talk about it again this year? The Murph oh. Challenge. Okay, I did see a bunch of Murphs, and I was yeah. trying to remember Which why I, I knew again, that. Again, shocking to everybody, neither one of us did a Murph challenge today. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> let's let's brief the uh, the audience and remind them what the Murph is. Um, it's a one-mile run. Uh-huh. D- that's not a problem. I'm already out. <laughs> 100 pull-ups. That's, to me, that's the killer right there. The 100 pull-ups to me is Is it in a row or just like You can eventually. break it up however you want. <laughs> Give me a week and I got it. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't just be in one session. Okay. But you All could right. do like 20, All then right. do 20 push ups, and then do 20 pull ups. Like, however you want to do All it, right. you can do it. But the 100 pull ups yeah. is a lot. It's, it is uh, a lot. 200 push ups. Again, I mean, it's a lot, but I think it's doable. Mm-hmm. 300 squats. Again, doable. And then a mile run. And you're supposed to be doing this in a 20 pound vest or some Ugh. kind of body armor. Yeah, unless it's like gold lame, I'm 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 just I'm out. <laughs> so I, the the Murph has to do with um, uh, Michael P. Murphy, and uh, let's see if it's I, we, we read this last year. Yeah, um, I guess uh, it, it did not. The website doesn't have do a ton it. of information. <laughs> no, no, it just says like it says why we do the Murph. Uh-huh. The Murph Challenge is an official fundraiser for the Lieutenant Michael P. Murphy Memorial Scholarship Foundation mm. presented by Forged. But it doesn't okay. say, like, who he did. Okay. 
Well, I mean, uh, what, what yeah. he did. What he did, yeah. What he did. Uh, here, here's some more information, but it's kind of We buried. can speculate on who. Lieutenant <laughs> Michael B. Murphy, uh, United States Navy SEAL, May 7th, uh, 1976 through June 28, 2005. Mm. Um, he was an officer in charge of a four-man SEAL element in support of Operation Red Wings, which I think has to do with playing hockey in Detroit. Chicago, yeah. yeah. Oh, Detroit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> He was tasked with finding a key anti-coalition militia commander near um, Azabadab. Yeah, that's just somewhere uh, in Afghanistan. Somewhere in Afghanistan. Shortly after inserting into the objective area, the seals were spotted by three goat herders. Jesus Christ, uh, who were initially detained and then released, as believe the goat herders immediately reported the seals' presence to Taliban fighters. Always kill a goat herder. You know, they're, they're we always more. kill the goat herder. I feel like this has been every movie, right? Exactly. It's like the, the 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 goat herder sees them. I feel like it's just, this has been in a million movies, and then they they I mean, let go of the goat herder, and then the goat herder squeals on him. Isn't that the definition of MacGuffin? It's a goat herder. Yes, exactly. Right, a hundred percent. Lieutenant Murphy fought on, allowing one member of his team, Marcus Luttrell. To escape before he was killed for selflessness, Michael T. Murphy was posthumously awarded with the Congressional Medal of Honor on October 27th, 2007. We honor sacrifice and memory through the Murph Challenge. Find out more about Michael Murphy at the Memorial Foundation created in his name. I believe that this is the story that the movie Lone Survivor is, is oh. made about with uh, Marky Mark Wahlberg. So, okay. All right. You got some Lieutenant good vibrations. Michael Murphy. Um, we appreciate your sacrifice. We will not forget. Um, maybe one day I will do your challenge. What are the odds? It's the hundred points, <laughs> man. That's the really, that's the hard one. Yeah, uh, let's that's... look at the leaderboard. Now the leaderboard has some interesting things. Okay. This person, Jennifer Rotkamp. All right. Completed this in supposedly 19 minutes, but it Jesus says that it, it says modified. So I think that means that she took something out because, like, she had a, you know, like a shoulder injury or something. There's just no way possible that somebody could com- complete this in 19 minutes. So I'm taking, I'm, I'm looking at the leaderboard, and I'm sort of mentally taking out everybody that says modified. Yeah. So Joseph East is the only is the is the is the shortest time where it says RX, which I guess means as prescribed, which means exactly as as it says to be done. Hmm. Um, he's at the UFC gym. In Mililani, Hawaii, mm-hmm. he did this as prescribed in 22 minutes, 18 seconds. God, still, that's that's wow. amazing. Yeah. I mean, because look, what a four minute mile is is like world class. So there's eight minutes. Yeah, right that's there. Olympic. I mean, that's like Olympic yeah. contending in the Olympics. So let's say he ran, you know, eight minutes per mile, 16. That means he did 100 pull ups, 200 push ups. So he probably ran seven minute miles. That's 14. Ugh. That gives him eight minutes to do. 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats. I just Chris, don't. I, wh- yeah, wow, it's, mind-blowing. It's Chris Tebbett from CrossFit Essex in Epling, United Kingdom. He's one of these ripped British guys. One of these, he's the ripped British guy. <laughs> the other uh, one. 23 <laughs> minutes and 38 seconds. Then we've got some modified, wow. some modified. Felipe Rodriguez, 26 minutes, 51 seconds. Craig Bankowski. 27 minutes, 36 seconds. Joe mm. Maher from Maher's Tough Fit, 28 minutes, 10 seconds. Wow. The, the first woman who has it 
not modified goes pretty far down. I mean, listening to that, I, I'm feeling really fat, but mostly because I'm really fat. Here we go. Deb Upton, the first prescribed woman at 34 minutes, 22 seconds. Wow. That's uh, it's yeah, impressive. Pretty that's, great. Yeah. Pretty great. Well, good for them. Yeah. Um, I wish I wish that I could do this. Maybe one day. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe one day. Meanwhile, I'll just hang out over here sucking on mango vapes. <laughs> With a fresca. With a fresca. Lance, this isn't a vice show. Today it is. We answer your questions. We answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? No. We don't want to... We don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the burst... Jesus, Lance, what's happening? It's too much... Too much fresca. Jewel. Um, we don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best workout ever? Because we all know the Murph Challenge. It's the greatest workout of all time. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Give me, uh, how long do you think Gordon Christensen would take to do the Murph Challenge? Oh, about a year. <laughs> I'd give him a week and a half. Okay. Probably. A week and a half, I think sure. you could get it done. All right. First question is from Matt, listener Matt. This is a doozy, Lance. Are you ready for this one? Sock it to me. First time, long time. Today, I received the most incredibly insane accusation from a patient. Little backstory. Patient walked into the practice for the first time two weeks ago, broken post-crown on 10, and wanted an implant as he walked in. No appointment. He said he could get them for about 700 off my UCR fee, he was quoted, Normally, this is instant Seattle protocol for the patient, but I decided to roll the dice. I found a hole in the schedule the next day. I told him if he brought cash, paid in full, I would extract and place an immediate implant number 10. Patient was not concerned with the sex as he was a septuagenarian that at least had an hour soak in naphthalene in a 55-gallon drum before the start of each day. Extraction and surgery went without a hitch. He was amazed how he didn't feel the extraction, shook my hand, and thank you, sir, me all the way out. Nothing to take note of. Post-op today, tissue looks great, feels good, no pain. Easy post-op, and as we are booking the restorative appointment, he asked to speak to me alone. A quick glance to my assistant with a what the f*** does he want look, but obliged. I noticed during the surgery, this is in quotes, I noticed during the surgery that you brushed up against me, and then when you switched to the other side, you did it again. I can see once being an accident. But I'm letting you know that I'm getting that I'm going to be getting this restored at another dental office, and I need the manufacturing information of the implant. Mind you, I'm an early 30s, happily married male dentist with two kids that was just accused of rubbing my all upon a cross-eyed 70-year-old man that has a tick of two or Tourette tick or t- tick of two of Tourette's. That's a hard one. <laughs> Wow, yeah. That smells like a box of sheets in your great-grandmother's attic (laughs) that hasn't been opened since the Great Depression. How do I handle said accusation? This is wild. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And uh, yeah, uh, immediately start documenting out of this entire exchange. Wow. Craziness. Yeah. Absolute I, craziness. I like to lube up a little bit before I brush up twice. First time can be the accident, but the second one is is full of lube. So he's referring to that Matt brushes um, nether junk. regions across mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um, it sounds like he's probably going from right side, going around 12 o'clock to the left side and back. And I, I, may, I guess his operatory has a little, is a little cramped. Do you think this is a scenario where... I, I feel like there's so much to unpack here that I think we kind of need to start from the beginning. All right. All right. Break it down. Patient walked in with no appointment. Red flag in my office. I yeah, hate those huge people. red flag. Hate them. Right. Look, it's 2019. Phones exist. I don't care if you're 70. And my everyone dad, has them on them at all times. My dad's fucking 81, and he knows how to freaking use the Google Maps on his phone. I mean, he's... Come on. Right. I just don't... My, my front desk is trained, even though I might be sitting back in the back playing on Facebook and shit, and they will say, no, you're, you're, we'll make you an appointment tomorrow. No matter what, we're, we're taking control of the situation from day number one. Was this ever okay to just drop in? Jesus, my dogs are going nuts in the back. <laughs> Was this it, ever okay just to drop in? Ever? May, maybe in Mayberry, but not I just yeah not I, here. I, no, I th- I looked it up. I think Matt's in the Boston area. Okay, it's even worse. No, no, it's it's your big city people. We respect schedules and time and things. So. You walk in, great. You're walking in to make an appointment that you could have done over the phone. Sorry you wasted your time and effort to get here. Uh, unless you're bleeding out your eye with Ebola, uh, you're you're coming back when we say it, it's okay. Yeah, so he walks in mm-hmm. and then starts uh, starts talking, uh, negotiate, starts talking fees, right? Yeah. So he says, oh, I can get that for 700 less. Now, I, I am absolutely okay with saying, like, oh, I got a hole in my schedule. Uh-huh. You're willing to pay cash? Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, play yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but here's an example. The Seattle Protocol was the right move. You didn't, and it, it burned. It proved why the Seattle Protocol is so successful. So here's my thoughts, is that it's obvious that this guy is financially minded, right? Uh-huh. He, sure. He's already demonstrated yeah. that money is is the driving force, I guess I would say here, right? Uh-huh. And and I think he's setting himself up, or he's setting Matt up to be able to say, wait, 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 wait a second. What are you, you know, what are you so upset? How about taking another couple hundred dollars off yeah. or whatever? Yeah. That's what he wants. And I mm-hmm. think this is all a play for that. I don't think Matt ever brushed up against him. Right. Honestly. Very, very good chance that it's a complete fabrication. And it was, now I'm going to, and I, I had the same situation happen about eight years ago where this guy was for implants, but he had other things he wanted to do. We kind of, we kind of came up with a big package, what the grand total of all of it would be. and A big package? Did, it was all about the package. And <laughs> so we, we had uh, finished it, but then something didn't quite go right. We were including um, sleep apnea appliance, 
and uh, he didn't like the, the first one, no matter how many adjustments I did. So it was cheaper for me just to make him a completely different appliance. And then he decided it just didn't fit the way that it should. And long story short, he threatened to report me to the board if I didn't just refund all of the money. For and everything. I'm, yeah. And I'm like, good luck with that one. Uh, I've documented this well. Everything about this is, is, is perfect. No, knock yourself out. And uh, it went away. The guy was was a blowhard. I knew I would have won had I fought it. But it reminds me of that guy, that kind of thing. Where, where yeah, they, they fronted the money, but they had every intention to get it back. So it's all it's all just a scheme. Yeah, it's just this, scheming. This guy is scheming. He was going to get the money back that he paid for this, go someplace else for the restorative work, the the final part, and probably yeah, going to. I feel like this guy. is a scheme. I totally yep. feel like this is a scheme. Yep. Have you ever been accused of anything like this with the patient? Rubbing my junk? Yeah, or like any, you know, because I, I have a tendency, like sort of my goodbye to somebody is I just kind of, kind of as I'm getting up, I just sort of tap them on the shoulder a little bit, you know, and say, oh, you know, have a great day or whatever, right? So yeah, I maybe, and I do this to literally every single person that walks through the door. Everybody's every person that leaves is just a little like hand on the shoulder. Thank yep. you so much. Have a good day. But I've yeah. never had anybody. That's the most I do as well. I I, I do believe that that uh, little tap on the shoulder, that that connection, that physical connection there. Right. Um, that the never sincerity. leaves a sort of like deltoid area. Right. Yep. But uh, do you think that like at some point someone could accuse either one of us? Not if you're just touching deltoid. Anywhere else, they can misinterpret and yell and scream and make noise and no. But yeah, I, yeah. I tried to, if, if I'm ever going to go across the 12 o'clock, yeah, I'm leaving the operatory coming from the other side. I, I don't, I just know that it's too tight. It's just too likely to yeah. have something. Maybe it's just me and I'm not, I'm not very um, physically impressive. Okay. Um, I'm not sure I could move from right side to left side without thrusting my pelvis forward <laughs> yeah to to rub my my junk against somebody i really i i got maybe we need to try it next time uh, we're in the same room lance okay to see but i i, I man I, i'm feeling like i'm not sure i can yeah we can do the junk test next time you visit me in seattle which will be the first time you visit me in seattle The last time I was there was in Woodenville. It was a long way away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I just feel like this guy's working a scam. I do too. I just feel like like this last minute walking in, all, like all of this just points to scam. Yeah. So the best thing so to I, do is is refund if he's prepaid for the restorative part, give him that part back. Uh, yeah. You've don't, already done the work. Don't, Right. Don't comp them anything for the extraction and for the implant. Exactly. And say, be my guest, brother. Yep. Be my guest. Be my guest. <laughs> Put my junk to your face. I couldn't come up with the words. Fast enough, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I just, this is a screw job by this guy. This okay. guy is absolutely totally. f- trying to set you up. To say, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Here's money. Yep, and and I, I get the feeling that a lot of dentists are that way, and and would acquiesce with the, the first hint of uh, of this. Yeah, I don't want a headache. 
Yeah. How much is it going to take for you to go away? Yep. Sometimes I'm okay with paying that that tax, but not in this situation. Yeah. Some sometimes I, I am, like but this, most of the time yeah. it's like hold my beer. Uh, I got this. Yeah. What is a naphthalene? <laughs> Sounds nasty. Let's look it up. Nap. Naphthalene. Naphthalene is a white, volatile, solid polycyclic hydrocarbon with a strong mothball odor. Nice pull, Matt. Jeez. There, there it is. Wow. Naphthalene is obtained. I feel like I remember doing something with naphthalene Thank you from right. organic chemistry. Naphthalene yeah. is obtained from either coal tar or petroleum distillation. It is primarily used to manufacture phthalic anhydride, but it's also used in moth repellents. Yeah, basically mothballs. C10H8 is the uh, is the uh, chemical uh, formula. That's a lot of carbons. In case you're wondering, a lot of carbons, baby. A lot of carbons. Going all in with carbons. Boiling point: 424 degrees Fahrenheit. Huh. Density: 1.14 grams per centimeter cubed. Oh, well, there you go. Melting point: 176.5 degrees Fahrenheit. Molar mass. One twenty eight point one seven oh five. I made a I made a like a molarity joke <laughs> to Andrea a few weeks ago and I oh, don't really? remember what it was. Wow. Yeah, she was asking she was asking about diluting something. And I was like, Do you need to know how many moles are in this? <laughs> <laughs> because I just remember that word from chemistry, but I uh-huh. cannot tell you what the hell that means anymore. How about Avogadro's number? You got that one? Oh god. I remember the concept of uh-huh. the name. I remember the name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Avogadro. I, I just it's like six point oh two three or something like that times Avogadro's 10. law is an experimental gas law relating to the volume of gas to the amount of substance of gas present. Okay. Jesus, Lance, my this is Sunday Monday night. <laughs> my brain is not primed. Yeah, this is not for no. this. I've had too many too many puffs of the mango jewel. Um, have a have a fresca. Oh wait, give me one moment. <laughs> oh, that's delightful, Lance. It is a delight. Listen, I will I will ride or die with Fresca. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it's hot. It, it's a great hot weather like summer drink, summer soft drink. It's fantastic. And I'll be honest, it is an underrated mixer. It really you take, is. You take a, a a shot of Tito's to a Fresca over mm-hmm. ice. Uh huh. That, my friend, is an amazing summer drink. And it has nothing to do with being feminine or anything like that. I will ride or die with that, with, with Fresca and vodka, with Fresca so and Tito's. Tito's and Fresca, would you call it a Tesca or what's, what's the name? Yeah, a Tesca, that's a good one. A, or a Tresca. Tresca? Or a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fresquito, maybe. Or Fritos? Fritos, yeah, Frito. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I will ride or die with that as a drink. Um, I was, uh, my mentor had a 70th birthday party a couple weeks ago, surprise party. Oh, wow. And his son, uh, was going to dental school and was hanging out. I was hanging out with him and Andrew was telling me uh, about white claws, which are hmm. the alcoholic seltzers. Okay. And he is like all about the white claw. And so hmm. I'm gonna have to get some, but it's not, it wasn't uncommon. Like for the last few summers, you know, hanging out around the pool, we would, we would crack open, you know, like a, a bubbly or a, um, yeah, you know, any of the flavored 
flavored seltzer waters and throw, uh-huh. throw a shot of Tito's in that as well. So I feel like that's the same concept. Just all in a can, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to mix it. Nice. We had a big wine party. I saw that on Facebook, uh, and yeah, again, wasn't invited Invited there, so... Um. Well, so here's the deal. <laughs> we do this We do this every every May, it seems like, okay. sometime around this time of year, right. um, and, and the name of the party is literally, we have too much f***ing wine. Mm-hmm. And so at this, we have too much f***ing wine party, we invite like six couples, mm-hmm. um, seven couples. Put the keys um, in the bowl. It's about 18 people. And um, <laughs> we just open bottles of wine and enjoy them. This year, I decided to put together a tasting. So oh. we had a tasting menu. So we had three different tastings. We did a Pinot Noir that was like $25 price point per bottle. And then a Pinot Noir that's like an $85 price point per bottle. Okay. So you can kind of taste the difference. But they're blind. So we tasted one first. Uh-huh. Then the other. And, you know, we, we saw right, which one do you like, which one do you not like, whatever, which one's better. Uh-huh. And then I would give out the, you know, which one's more, which one's which. Then we did a, a, a cab, a Cabernet Sauvignon. We did like a, oh, an $80 bottle and then like a $350 bottle. Oh. And then we did a red blend uh, and we did like an $80 bottle and a $220 bottle, something like that. So if people could kind of taste the difference between, okay. All right. you know, expensive and it kind of, you know, sometimes they liked the cheaper one better or whatever, yeah. which is kind of a, a good good principle to learn in wine. That it's not all about, yeah. all about the price tag, but we had... 16 people here. Okay. Total, we knocked out 18 full bottles. All right. 16 full bottles and four partials. Okay. So we did pretty good. Yeah. Now now we just have 535 bottles of wine at the house. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not lying. That's literally it. I literally it just dead. had to buy a new wine fridge to because we... To fill with Woodenville and Red Mountain wines. Uh-huh. We literally had 12 cases of, of Washington State wines that needed to be oh, put away, and we didn't have space for them in either of our uh-huh. two other 177-count wine fridges. So we had to get another 177-count wine fridge, and now that one's like 80% full. Wow. Yeah, wow. it's nuts. Yeah, that's, that is kind of on the crazy side. It's a good problem to have, though. It is, and I can think of worse. Yeah, absolutely. I could be addicted to jewels and mango uh-huh. mango flavored vapes. Uh huh. And rubbing your junk on all the patients that want to sue you. So it's uh, Matt, blessings. Matt, don't cave in on this guy. Nope. Seriously, just get him out of your practice. Yep. He's trying to screw you. This didn't actually happen. You did not even rub your. You didn't rub anything against you. No. Nope. He literally is just trying to turn to work you over. But don't fall for it. Call him. And and give him a brief on Avogadro's law, and he'll be so <laughs> bored by it that he'll just hang up the phone. Uh-huh. And you won't have to deal with him anymore. What do you That's think? That's right. That's a perfect, uh, good advice. And then you could make the uh, the joke that I'm sure every chemistry teacher has ever made is like the Italian robot or Avogadro. You know, I, I just <laughs> I, I can remember Ira Hessel, my uh, surprisingly Jewish organic chemistry teacher. Um, telling a, some kind of joke like that and, uh, and not landing very well. So, uh, Matt, this guy's trying to screw you. Yeah. Don't let this naphthalene encrusted old man screw you. Nope. You ready for some Reddit? I think so. Reddit user... Chudy? T-S-C-H-U-D-Y. Chudy? Is that how you would say that? Sure. 
Shooty? 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 Shooty or Shooty? One of the two. T'Challa. <laughs> yes. Any reason I shouldn't do a monthly cleaning? My insurance policy doesn't appear to have any limit on the amount of cleanings I can have performed in a year. Is there any reason, medically speaking, that I shouldn't go in once a month for a tune-up? Nope. Come on down. Once a, once a month? I mean, what? sure. F*** it. Eight times a day, brother. What? Like, I'll just fill your day every day. Yeah, I see it noon every day. I mean, that'd be That'd be not? so sweet. That'd yeah. be, you, I've always wondered, and it's it's a little harder now, and maybe with you could tell with Obama, both Obama and Clinton. It's harder with uh-huh. Trump. Right. Their hair is the same in every picture. Uh-huh. There's never like, oh, it's getting a little long. You know, it's never mm-hmm. that. It's it's just exactly the same every day, which makes me think, how often are they getting their hair trimmed? Mm-hmm. It's got to be weekly, right? I think the best way to keep it, maintain it that way is, yeah, every 10 days, and you will never look like you're changing at all. That has to be it. So they must have like a barber or whatever that's literally just on staff at the White House. Yeah. That comes in like once a week or every 10 days or whatever, I guess maybe goes on trips too. Like, can you imagine? Like, I'm a barber. I get on Air Air Force One. I was going to say Airplane One. <laughs> well, <laughs> Thinking I mean, of the movie. Maybe, Air Force One. Maybe they like own fly a around. They might own a Flobie and they're just doing it every morning. They're just uh, running, running it through. I don't think Obama could do the Flobie. No, it's true. I mean, I... I don't have, you know, right. I'm not, I'm not trying to get whatever. I just feel like there was a little difference in the hair. Yeah. I mean, it's probably some, some way to, some attachment for, for that. Do you but feel, I'm, I just, I'm not sure that Obama, do you think once a week he could go in and talk about that Joe Frazier was a better fighter than Rocky Marciano? <laughs> Joe Frazier. It's a coming to America joke. If you haven't seen coming to America, uh-huh. go see coming to America. It's amazing. There's amazing barbershop scenes in there. Yeah. Coming to America too soon. That comes from. They're working on number two. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Uh, I would be excited for that if anytime there's a sequel, it didn't ruin it for every yeah for whatever childhood movie. And there's that. I I held dear. So all right. So once a month. I mean, honestly, you've heard the anecdotal, and maybe it's been proven, and I I didn't realize it's absolute fact. But I mean, do you know why we do the insurance covers it twice a year? I mean, where did they come up with this policy if we'll, we'll pay for I it I mean, it's just, the ADA suggested it at some point, but I don't know where they got the data for so that. So the, the, the story that I've been told was that it came from the Ipana toothpaste commercial. And at the very end of the commercial in the 50s, they said, be sure to use Ipana toothpaste and see your dentist twice a year. Hmm. And so then they made it, decided, okay, yeah, when dental insurance kind of came out right around that same time, they said, yeah, we're going to go with the twice a year thing. You said Ipana toothpaste? Yeah. Remember the Pull that for me. I've never heard of it. Ipana, I P A N A. Um do you ever see the movie Grease? Yeah. You ever, with uh, Olivia uh, Newton-John and I have to admit something here, Lance. You've never seen Grease? I literally have never seen Grease. Okay. Well, there's I, a famous I don't want to. Okay. It's a great movie. It's, it is I, good. It's worth I, it. I'm out. I'm just out <laughs> oh. on Greece. Okay. All right. Well, there's a there's a scene where they're having a little slumber party, and this one TV commercial is uh, oh. one of the girls is going is mimicking the commercial itself, and she goes brush up, brush up, brush and it's just like Beaver is uh, brushing his teeth, and it was for Ipana toothpaste, and it was apparently a... yeah. Look at this beaver. I found it on under Google Images. Yeah. This beaver. 
<laughs> Hexafluoride looks like is what it has. Yeah. So they had the slumber party and she was brushing her beaver. Brush a brush brush. Uh, get the new iPod. Uh, uh-huh. It's dandy for your teeth. Bucky Beaver. There you go. It looks like they still have a kid's toothpaste. Oh. All right. Because uh, this looks new. Wow. Yeah, Greece, 1978. Hmm. And ironically so, enough, that's episode number 78 we're doing today. Oh, yeah. Hey, how about that? Yeah, yeah. Comes It all comes <laughs> around, Lance. It all comes around. At least uh, I do. It's because... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to make some kind of quantum theory joke about uh, multiple universes, but uh, yours was better. <laughs> yours was better. Um yeah, so so there was an ad on this. It's at six months, and that's where it comes from. Allegedly. Hmm. Any listeners who can verify that or dispute that, let me know. So what could happen at once a month? Uh, awesome oral health. Could we, could we over-instrument their root surfaces, enamel, whatever? Well, I mean, if you're going to be root planing every freaking time, then yeah, that, that we might be a little aggressive there. But if you're coming in once a month, you're not going to have that many deposits. Yeah, yeah you're just going to be polishing. Yeah, it's mostly a rubber cup. In that so. situation, I would recommend Proxit by Ivaclar. Absolutely. The best profi paste for ceramic restorations and for people with fragile enamel. And for people that want to come in once a month. And for people that want to come in once a month. Beautiful diamond paste. How does the insurance not have a frequency limit on this? Yeah, it's it's got to be something. Every once in a while, I'll hear of someone say, well, I've got insurance. Mine has no limit. Well, yeah, it's got no limit. We, we did this. I did a full mouth on somebody in October, and she had this insurance, wonderful insurance. It had no limit. Yeah, except for you're only allowed to do one crown per year. But there's no max, no annual max. So can't. just charge $28,000 for that one crown, uh-huh. and then you give 27 other crowns for free. Yeah, it's so funny because the way that, that people will love their policy, they, they they hear the stuff that makes them love it so much, but then when you actually try to no, use it and implement, policy is garbage. It, it just, it, like, it was like a $50,000 case. She got like $500 out of it. We, we did everything we could to try to get this, that, and the other, and just kept getting denial after denial of, of reasons why they just wouldn't pay. But and we told her that her insurance would be just a luxury. If she got anything, she's lucky. Yeah. So we were right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, yeah, I mean, this would be cool. Yeah. This would be cool, but I just so I have a patient who stains pretty heavily, and she comes in every two months. Okay. To get like air profied. Yeah. It's the only thing that can kind of get the stain off of her teeth with any sort of, uh, like, there's anything, any amount of reliability. It's the only thing that can sure. do it. And she comes in every every two months. She had a crazy diet? I mean, what's... No, I, I don't. She's just a stainer. A lot of you know, curry? Just, yeah, I mean, you know those people. She's a white lady. Um, All right. You know, people just, some people are just stainers, right? Yeah, so yeah. she mm-hmm. kind of needs it. She doesn't need tartar and it's just stain. And I guess technically there probably is a little bit of tartar there because that's what collects the stain or whatever. whatever. Uh-huh, right. But she doesn't have like big chunks of tartar, even subgingival, supergingival, anything. She just likes to get polished. 
So we just air polish her with like really small particle uh-huh. media and everything's fine, but she pays out of pocket. So I just, I can't imagine any insurance is just going to let this just go on ad infinitum. Yeah. Profi a month for however long. I just don't feel like that's, could you reach your limit? Let's say your max was 1500 bucks. Yeah. If you went every month, you could max out on literally just profits if you went every month. Yeah. Yeah, for so probably sure. not a great idea. No, no. Huh. Yeah, I guess maybe if you had a really aggressive hygienist, like using an ultrasonic aggressively. Yeah. That maybe you could potentially. I mean, you get that nice sharpened four R four L, or or get just just elbow grease that thing. Yeah, you're gonna make tulip shaped teeth. So tulip shaped teeth. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Okay, like a broom, broom handle. You know, you got the bristles on one end, and it's just a narrow little handle. Okay, I guess I could see that. Yeah, I guess I could see that. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that's overkill. Yeah, unless you're sexually uh, attracted to your hygienist. And then there's that. I don't feel like you need to do this. I don't feel like it's going to do any good. Yeah. Probably not, not likely to do any harm, but yeah. Yeah, it's not going to do any harm, but I don't think it's going to do any good either. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what some of the other people say. Okay. Um, <laughs> Spastic Raider Mouth Hag says, <laughs> God, Reddit is awesome. I think using the scaler once a bit would be too much. However, if the hygienist just knocked off a little bit piece of calculus here and there, did a heavy polish once a month, I feel like that'd be fine. Could be a twenty minute appointment. Yeah, that'd be surprised. I'd be that. That being said, I'd be surprised if you didn't policy. Policy didn't have some limits. Exactly what we said. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nothing, nothing so, worse than assuming you got nothing out of pocket and you show up and oh, but here's a here's your bill. You owe me three hundred bucks. Our good friend Mooks DMD, who seems to appear on a lot of these, there is no way your insurance will cover 12 cleanings a year. A <laughs> um, couple other people. I would love to get my teeth cleaned once a month just for that feeling. That's a few other people have said that. Um, yeah, I mean, if you want to, cool. But at some point, I think your insurance is going to get wise to it and you're going to get a bill. Yeah, yeah. Seems excessive. I just, I have so many pro. Like, could you imagine if I told somebody they needed a one year or one month recall? Well, what's just the number of people that are like, oh, I can't make it in once every three years. You know, it's like, well, that's the thing is, I, I mean, I've never had a person you. say, I've got such a great policy. Let me come more often. Yeah. They never do that. They're always like, okay, great. I can, I could come daily. Ah, okay. I'll see you in three years. It's, it's, they never want to come that often. So maybe, this, maybe it's just this, me. Reddit user is into snakes as pets. Oh. Um, and pet mice, which I feel like Wait that's just food for your other pets. <laughs> yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's literally farm to table. We're going from this this jar to that jar. Yes, I, I don't think that's. I don't think you can call that a pet uh, at that point. <laughs> if you're purchasing it to feed to one of your other pets, uh-huh. I don't think that's a pet. Um, say, say lots of posts in the subreddit of rats. Um, uh-uh. Uh-uh. again, if 
feel like this is just to feed your other pet. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, the snake thing. The snake as a pet thing is is a bridge that I don't think I can cross. No, 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 no. I just don't. F- I, I feel like snake as a pet guy or snake as a pet girl is a very specific kind of person. Yeah, I'm like I'm like Indiana Jones. I'm just not a fan of snakes. Not a fan of snakes. No, nope. I don't need them. I don't need nope. them around. Nope. I, I like to see them at the zoo sure. behind the thing, but that's kind of it. I, well, I'm, I'm done at that point. Even with that, that's the area of the zoo that I don't visit. Really? That big? That nah, bad? It's just not interested. Okay. I lo- I do love to see a venomous snake behind a glass thing. Yeah, okay. But, but I want nothing to do with it, like, outside of that. Right. Yeah, very strange. Very strange. Whose turn for is it as a song? Jesus. That would be you. Did I just have a, a, a aneurysm? I think so. Whose turn is it for a song? Let me slow my mind down <laughs> so that my mouth can move at an appropriate speed. That would be you. Okay. Man, I'm just like off my game today with too much fresca. and Too much fresca, too much mango jewel. It's just too much all at one time. I should have eased into it instead of just jumping right in. That's right. Hey, it is what it is. Uh, Hamburger. Hey. <laughs> Hamburger. <laughs> uh, rate and review us. For the love of Christ, would you rate and review us? What number do you like, Lance? I'm a big fan of five. I love the number five. Who doesn't like a five? I mean, come on. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all... The Social Bullshits. Facebook, Working Interferences with Josh and Lance. Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram, at DMD. I can be found on Instagram, at Joshua Austin DDS. My song tonight comes from a band called the Milk Carton Kids. All right. They are um, a group of uh, abducted boys. Missing kids, yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, they are... uh, an indie folk rock duo from Eagle Rock, California. Okay. Which I think Eagle Rock is just like a suburb of LA in the Valley. Okay. Pretty sure. Um, consisting of singers and guitarist Kenneth Pattengale and Joey Ryan. They hmm. began making music together in early 2001. So this song is called Younger Years. Um, I was uh, chilling in the hot tub last night. Mm-hmm. Drinking a fresca, staring up at the stars, mm. and I had uh, had the uh, Spotify going um, just based off of Lord Huron, and this song came up and uh, and I really liked it. I thought uh, I thought it was thought it was good. So well, um, there you go. This is uh, and I, I kind of looked into the Milk Carton Kids. I went uh, hunting for them. I went to the post office to try to find <laughs> uh-huh. posters, you know, yeah, and all uh-huh. that, and uh, see who abducted them, solve the mystery. Yeah. Couldn't find anything, but I do like their music. Nice. I do like their music. So this is uh, younger years. Jesus, my dogs are like, uh, the, my dogs must have gotten into the vape juice. Lance. That's right. That'll happen. Uh, um, this is Younger Years by the Milk Carton Kids for Lance Timmerman. This is Josh Austin. Peace. Celebrate the foreskin. Happy Memorial Day. Above the plains of Omaha, 
think of all the suffering I saw The soaking of the pavement Sprawled upon a land without a law Everything I loved Everything I found or I hoped for Frightened and surrounded Who else is there to turn to anymore? Why oh, held out my arms? Why oh, held out my arms? Held out my arms? Oh, 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 oh. It was a time I spoke the truth, but my younger years were wasted on my youth. A pounding on the roof Sure I heard the sound As evidence or better yet as proof I was naked as the day I was born Neath the fullness of the moon Oh I held out my Oh, I have. 